Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 138. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I'm really excited to introduce a very special guest, Russell Burns. Russell, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I'm looking forward to it. All right. It is so great to have you here. Russell Burns is the founder of Linear Edge. It's a global motorsport lifestyle company. He designs and develops innovative and unique wall sculptures for motorsports enthusiasts like you and me. Prior to Linear Edge, Russell was an architect at Fouche Architects, where he designed upscale luxury residential properties. Additionally, Russell spent time in Chile participating in the Startup Chile program for entrepreneurs, and he interned for the editor-in-chief at Jalopnik, an online media community for automotive enthusiasts. One of Russell's linear edge tracks of Monaco hangs on my wall here at Cars Yeah. So, Russell, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your history, your career, your business at Linear Edge, and your interests and passions for automobiles? Yeah, well, like you mentioned, uh, I have a background in design. I have a degree in environmental design from Texas A&M, which led me to architecture and then on to designing different uh, stuff for me and my buddies. First, the wall sculptures and then on to the coasters. And uh, at the beginning, one of my buddies told me, he said, you know, you should you should make a website. And I thought it never even crossed my mind that that that's something I should do that I, you know, other people might want this. So he encouraged me to do that, and um, it, it led me to to a career where I get to uh, do something I love, and, and now I have more free time to play in the garage with motorcycles and cars, so it's all worked out really, really well. Well, I found you many, many years ago at a company I was working at, and we started selling your beautiful, I call them works of art, your racetracks. They're much more than racetracks. And I was so excited to find what you were doing because it was so different. It's a three-dimensional type art piece, car-related. And what's really fun is when people see them, sometimes they go, what is that? Oh, yeah, that's uh, Laguna Seca or the Nürburgring. So tell me a little bit before I get into the questions with you, what inspired you to create these things in the first place? 
Uh, I had a buddy of mine. It was uh, I don't remember if it was Christmas or birthday. You know, he's he was really into motorsports like me, and I was like, well, what what can I get him? And I started searching, and uh, you come ac- across a lot of posters and and die cast models when you're into Formula One or MotoGP and things like that. And uh, I thought there's got to be something. You know, there's got to be something. You know, not really expensive. I don't I don't need the engine with a glass top on it. You know, and I, I didn't really find anything, and so I. I had the experience and and I knew how how to make this stuff. So, you know, I, I made uh, I guess Mugello was the first one we made, and uh, it, it just took off from there because the way it works is, you know, if if you know what it is when you walk in the room, you're like, wow, you know, and and, and then it strikes up a conversation. And if you don't know what it is, or maybe maybe the wife or girlfriend isn't quite as offended by it, it just it just looks like modern art to her. So, you know, we get a lot of a lot of emails and calls saying. This is the first thing I've ever had that uh, my wife let me put in the house. <laughs> yes, I understand that as well. My my wife, Jill, of 30 years, has been really kind to me and lets me put all sorts of automotive art around the house. My friends come in and go, how do you get away with this? But your pieces are so unique. Can you describe real briefly how they're created and what they're made out of? Sure. So they're, they're made out of uh, Russian or Baltic birch uh, with a, a top layer of black laminate. Uh, this allows us to to get a real clean quality finish all the way around top and sides. There's CNC cut, so each one comes out perfect. And we do include uh, 3M command strips uh, for hanging them, so you don't have to put a hole in your wall. They they tuck nicely behind the piece, so that you know when you if you go to move it or take it down, all you have to do is get some more strips, and you can easily put it back up without damaging your walls. Yeah, that's what I love about them. You can hang them anywhere, take them down, replace them, move them, tweak them, adjust them. And the one I have hanging, I'm looking at it right now above my desk, is a Monaco, and I've got a a little diecast 143rd scale car sitting up on it to kind of add another dimension of fun to the piece. So uh, they're just spectacular. I really love them. And you have coasters now as well, right? That have the sh- same shapes. We do. We've added the coasters since then. Um, we make them. They're out of like a, a. It's a specific kind of plastic that allows us to have the the track engraved on there in a contrasting color. Which, if you all you have to do is clean it, and it'll look brand new forever. Yeah, I've got a set of those as well. So my wife appreciate appreciates those. She said to say thank you very much, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get on with some questions here as we continue on your journey. I always like to start with a success quote, and this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, something of great meaning to you, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Russell, take the wheel. Okay, this is a quote that uh, spoke to me not that long ago that, that just really jumped out to me. It says, Far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in the gray twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat. Oh. That was Theodore Roosevelt. Nice. I love That is a really awesome quote. And that's a new one here on Cars, yeah. Tell me a little bit about how have you incorporated that into your business and your life and your passion for cars? Well, I guess, you know, the way we started was, like you mentioned, I was doing architecture and, and I had this idea and, and I just kind of went for it. And the attitude was, well, you know, all you can do is, is end up where you are. You know, you got you to gotta take the chance. If you don't chance anything, there's nothing to be gained. So took the risk and, and started it up. Uh, had a lot of breaks along the way, I will say, a lot of trials, but a lot of breaks as well. And it, it led me where we are today. Well, I love that. And it works so well with Cars yeah, and the whole concept of Cars yeah. This is an entrepreneurial spirited show where people can listen and be inspired by someone who 
was successful in one career, but it wasn't in the field of passion that you were passionate about. And that's why I really wanted to have you on the show. You fit, you tick off every box for cars, yeah. So I think that's fantastic. Love that quote. Could you share with me a story that instigated your passion for cars? Tell me about that pivotal moment, as you remember, when you really knew you were a car guy. Uh, I guess it started when I was a little kid. You know, I I, I finally saved up and, and got my first little go-kart and used to have so much fun with that, which led to a four-wheeler, which led to a jet ski, which led to, you know, it just kept going as I got <laughs> older and could amass more money. But I remember I would go over to my neighbor's house who uh, who had quite the toy collection. But besides that, he was he was really skilled and he could... He could, you know, build up his own rock crawler, crawler jeeps and do it all, and and that's when I realized that, you know, not only can you get the stuff, but you can make it exactly how you want if you put in the time and effort. Oh yeah, I had a friend similar who had a really nicely decked out garage. I used to go over and we'd work on cars and rebuild engines and play with them. So it's it's great to have somebody like that as an inspiration. So Russell, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood a bit. Maybe get our hands a little dirty here, but ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced in your career. But the most important part of this question is how you overcame it and what you learned from it. All right. Well, when I, when I was trying to start Linear Edge, you know, I was still, I was still doing architecture at the time and, you know, I didn't have all the equipment and I didn't have all the means to just launch the company. So I tried to, I guess what you'd say, soft launch it where, I was contracting out uh, people to to make the tracks for us. We went through three different people that all failed me miserably, and it got to a point where I thought, you know, I thought my dream had come to an end. I thought I thought it was over. And my cousin at the at the time knew knew the struggles, and he knew what I was trying to do. and And he he reached out to me, and, and you know, I put him off for a while because you know what they say about doing business with friends and family. Mm-hmm. But he said, do you really, do you really believe this could work? And do you really believe it? And I said, yeah, I do. I do. And he said, well, then, then I'll take care of the manufacturing and that side of it. Because, uh, if you really believe in it, then let's do this. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was over. I was ready to hang it up and, uh, we got in it together and we're still doing it. And, uh, it, it's been great ever since. Oh, fantastic. You know, it's, it's another classic entrepreneurial story of, who to surround yourself with, and when you need help, to ask for help. And so many of us don't want to do that. There's something about, oh, that's a failure. I can't do it on my own. But uh, what a wonderful opportunity that you had for a family member who's helped and that he's still working with you. So I'm sure glad that he reached out and that you accepted that. Yeah. Let's shift gears here, Russell, and go to the other end of the spectrum. And I'd love for you to share a story when you had a real aha moment with your career that moment when you realize, you know what, I think this is really going to make it. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. Well, this happened just shortly after I teamed up with my cousin. It was uh, when Del Plasians reached out to us. And at the time, I didn't know who he was. And uh, he ordered a track, and he ordered it right in the middle of us having really bad luck with people people saying they were going to do stuff or sending out worse quality than what they had showed us they were going to make when we contracted them. Dell got a bad track. I, I contacted Dell and told him that's not how we do things and that's not what the kind of quality of product we put out is. And I told him we'd make it right. And uh, we did. Uh, Chase, my cousin, made made another one. He made it to our qualities and our standards and we sent it to Dell. 
he he was really impressed with not only the the, the product but the the customer service and he said you know that's really important here so I want to take this to our merchandising department and see what they think and you know whether whether they wanted my product or not at that point the fact that someone not only liked our product but appreciated the way we handled and the way we do business that meant the world to me that meant that that maybe I was doing something right maybe this could go somewhere well you got so many golden nuggets there one is being willing to admit an error or mistake stand up to it and say we'll make it right so many companies don't do that simple little task (laughs) they make up excuses they come up with reasons instead of you know what we're going to fix this for you and having someone uh, like Dell, and I worked with Dell for many years, an awesome guy, that would understand that and accept that and give you another chance is fantastic. So I think there's a great lesson here learned for all entrepreneurs. You're going to mess up. You're going to screw up. Uh, stand up behind it. Do what's right. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And uh, all things will come true. So that's great. Awesome. Love it. How about proudest business or career moments? I'm sure you've had many can you think of one in particular that really stands out for you? Yeah, you know, like you said, we've we've gotten to work with a lot of amazing people and a lot of amazing companies that growing up as a kid, you if someone told you, yeah, you get to work with Ferrari or you get to work with the BBC, you'd say, well, I don't believe you. But, but the one that really got me happened here recently. It was we were in Road and Track magazine. And, you know, as a, as a kid growing up, you, you sit down and there's only a few magazines you look at when you got a chance. And that was one of them. So... To see an idea go all the way to Road and Track magazine was was really amazing when they wrote an editorial piece on us. Oh, you know, I've had those moments, and they are really special because you it almost it's almost as if you can't imagine what you're seeing. Your eyes deceive you. Like, wait a minute, what magazine is this? Road yeah, and Track it feels really surreal. Oh yeah, well, fantastic, and kudos to you. That that's a awesome, awesome moment. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Would you share with me your first really special car? It might be your first car, but it doesn't have to be, but a car that really had a lot of meaning to you and maybe share a memory or two you had with that vehicle. Oh, well, I, I got a 01 F-150 Super Crew my senior year of high school. I finally saved up working in the summers. That was my car through senior year of high school and uh, through through college at Texas A&M and uh just countless stories here in Texas, you know, just driving out into the middle of nowhere, just going mudding, just having good times with friends, kind of your typical Texas stories. I know sometimes we used to drive out on these farm to market roads where there was absolutely no light and have a bunch of people in the car. And a trick I like to do was cut the lights and uh, just scare the heck out of everybody. And what I'd be doing was driving with just the little the little fog lights down underneath. It, it would reflect just enough light off the center stripe so I could see where we were going. But everyone in the truck just thought we were going to die. <laughs> oh, sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. How about seller's remorse? Is there a car you've had in your life that you sold that you really wish you could have back? Yeah, uh, I, I get on Auto Trader and uh, look from time to time for, for this car. I had an E46 M3. That car was just so special. It was it just drove like nothing else. You felt so connected to the road. It was so well built. And uh yeah, I, I miss it quite a bit. You know, I have an E46 M3. I think I sent you a picture of it yesterday, and I love that car. I've had it for, gosh, nine years now. I ordered it new, and yeah, they are they are really cool. In fact, I'm a Porsche fan. Most people know that, and I, I bought a 911 after my first E46 M3, and about eight months later, 
I decided to get another M3 instead as a daily driver because it just is such a well-connected car. Great on the track, great on the street. Yeah, wonderful. What color was yours? Uh, mine was gray. Gray. Okay, mine's silver, so close. Well, keep looking. They're out there. <laughs> yeah. But mine's not for sale. Sorry, can't have it. <laughs> How about current projects? Is there a project that you're working on right now or something that's maybe coming up new that you're really excited and fired up about? We are working on a new product for Linear Edge that uh, people have been asking for since the beginning, but it's just not that easy to pull off. I, I won't get into any specifics until we release it, but uh, it's, it's really going to take things to a new level. Um, apart from Linear Edge, but somehow related, is uh, I just started a, a project car that we'll use to go out and get on the tracks and get connected with people. Um, we're, we're doing a 240Z LS1 swap car, and that, that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, wow. You should give one of my guests a call, Peter Brock, because okay. uh, they just finished, uh, I think they're done with it, restoring a 240Z. Of course, Peter Brock, BRE, world famous, known for designing the Daytona Cobra. And yeah, he raced those cars back in the day in the 70s. And um, yeah, I should connect you two guys. He'd love to talk to you about that. That sounds great. Sounds like a great project. Can you at least give us a little uh, notice of when this new product from Linear Edge is going to be available? Is it middle of next year or? We're hoping the beginning of next year. Oh, um, great. We're, we're wrapping up prototyping right now, and uh, we, we were hoping to have it for Christmas, but you know we don't believe in putting a product out there until it's 100% ready, so it'll just have to wait. Okay. Well, let me know when it's out there. We can update it on your show notes page here at Cars Yeah. Let everybody know that it's available. I can't wait to see what you're cooking up. I'm sure it's going to be absolutely spectacular with the level of quality that you put in your products. Now, Russell, here's a funny question, and it always brings out an interesting side of who people think of themselves as. If you were a car, what kind of car would Russell be and why? Oh, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I guess, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd say an F1 car. I, <laughs> I like how they're, they're always pushing the boundaries of engineering and innovation. They're, they're on the leading edge, you know. They everything trickles down from what those guys are doing up there, and and it's just so amazing what they're able to do. Did you have a a particular team you were rooting for this year? I I did. I you know I was on board at the beginning uh, with with Nico, and he he did a couple of things that people follow that that I didn't particularly care for. So at the end there, I was I was rooting for Lewis Hamilton. I felt like he he deserved it, but. Uh, I always root for Checo Perez. We, we've, we've worked with him uh, with some of his charity uh, events that he does, and, and he's a real great guy too. Oh, yeah. Well, Nico was the guy I was hoping would take it this year, and I think I understand what you're talking about, but I still – there was something I just I just wanted him to win it. I don't know, but uh, it was fun that it came down to the last race at least. It's just too bad that his car failed him. Exactly. Well, it's the way it goes in F1 racing. That's racing, as they say. Okay, Russell, we're up to what I call the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions. And you give our listeners some quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you buckled up, helmet on, ready to go? I am. I'm ready to do it. Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Oh, you know, actually, I think, uh, funny enough, it it, it came from my mom. When I graduated college, I was trying to decide what I was going to get. I had just come from Texas A&M where everybody has a big truck or an SUV or something like that. And I was moving back to Dallas and I love trucks. I love sports cars. I love motorcycles. And I was trying to decide what I was going to get. And she told me, she told me, Russell, you know, there's going to be plenty of time in your life where, you know, a Tahoe or something like that will be the practical thing you actually need. So, 
you might as well go ahead and get a sports car now before somebody tells you you can't later down the road. Oh, you got to love mom. Oh, man, yeah. that's awesome. And did you do that? I did. I did. And that's I ended up buying a, a E46 M3. Not new, but uh, but pretty, pretty good used one there. Yeah. Oh, great advice, mom. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Uh, let's see. Well, I just believe you should you should do everything the best it can be done. There's no no reason if you're going to do something, you might as well do it the best it can be. That's something that translate over to linear edge. I mean, you know, if if you do that, you'll never have to say you're sorry for anything you do. Oh, absolutely. Striving for perfection. That old uh, Rolls Royce quote that mm-hmm. uh, I'm so fond of. Do you have a resource that you're really fond of that you could share with the Cars Yeah listeners? Maybe it's a website or maybe it's a blog that you receive. I don't have a specific one, but I'd, I'd encourage people to get into the forums of whatever they're passionate about. There's mm-hmm. so much good information in there and so much knowledge that you can take and you can really empower yourself to go out and do stuff. You don't have to feel like, oh, I can't do that. If you spend enough time in, in research and preparation, you can really do anything. Oh, that's great advice. How about a book? Is there one book in particular that you've maybe just read or you've read in the past that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? Uh, to be honest, I, I haven't read books much since I graduated. The The only book I uh, read these days is the Bible, and I, I do highly recommend it, though. Well, I actually had a guess you recommended the Bible. is a Barry McGuire, okay. of, of course, McGuire's Car Care Company. So uh, there's uh, there's a couple great recommendations there. I'll remind our listeners that you can find links to these resources at carsyad.com slash Russell Burns. And Russell's last name is B-Y-R-N-E-S. How about interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Oh, well, being from Texas, uh, I guess you'd have to get hunting and fishing in there. Uh, I love anything outdoors. We're usually going out to a ranch or a a lake and uh, wakeboarding, wake surfing, just lots of outdoor stuff here. Yeah, fantastic. All right. We're up to the checkered flag. And Russell, this last question can be a real doozy for some people. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and money's no object. Since Christmas is coming, I'm going to buy you whatever you would like today. But you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that little trick is off the table. What would that vehicle be? But more importantly, why would you choose it? It brings me back to F1 car. There's just something so magical about them. But if if we're talking true collector car, I guess maybe the Jaguar XJ220 because when I was when I was young, that was the first car that stuck out to me as just a radical supercar above and beyond others out there, and and I was just I was just so enamored with it. What are some of the things about that car that really tug on your heart? I just remember when I when I saw that as a little kid, I just I was in shock. I I couldn't I couldn't believe how radically different and beautiful and fast it was. It just it's kind of like where they're going now with like, you know, these new hybrid supercars. It's it's just taking things to another level that just seems like it's not even fair to what came before it. <laughs> yeah. It is a beautiful car and I remember when that car came out, it was like a spaceship almost. You just look exactly. at it and go, "Wow." And kind of reminds me a little bit of like the new Porsche 918 right now. Exactly. That's exactly what I would liken it to. Yeah, it's the the things and the innovative technologies and the all the different systems so forth uh, are just fantastic. I had the luxury of talking to Matthias, who designed that car for Porsche. He was the lead designer. I'm hoping to get him on Cars Yeah here real soon. And uh, very interesting stories he told me about the development of that vehicle. It's just fantastic. Russell, you've taken us on a really great ride today, and, and I've really enjoyed your stories. It's been so much fun to reconnect with you here. 
I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Jaguar? Sure. Uh, I guess while I'm driving my Jaguar, this will fit in. I'd, <laughs> I'd say treat Jettas like gravel trucks. It'll more than likely save your life at some point. I could go on and on and start a blog about the ridiculous Jetta stories I have. A ridiculous? Now, you're going to have to give me a little bit more about that before we <sighs> go here. Jetta stories. I don't even know where to start. I've I've seen them with canoes strapped to their roof. I've seen them. I've seen. I've been on road trips where two different uh, girls driving Jettas at seventy miles an hour down the highway were reading books on their steering wheels on oh, the gosh. same road trip. I thought for sure it had to be the same girl, <laughs> but no, it was different. Two, yeah, two different. Okay, I'm starting to understand what you're saying there. Be smart out there on the roads. Be safe. Use your head before you drive. Absolutely. Again, I'll remind listeners that you can learn about everything that uh, Russell shared with us here today at CarsYad.com. And Russell, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Linear Edge? Uh, They can visit us at LinearEdge.com or they can check out our Facebook page as well. Those are the best two and they're always welcome to call or email us with any questions. And I'll remind listeners, if you want to buy that car nut, and us car guys are really hard to buy for because... When you ask us what we want, we usually tell you the kind of car we want, which you can't buy for us. <laughs> but if you want to buy a car guy a gift that he'll keep forever, check out uh, Linear Edge because it, these things are just really cool. And if you haven't seen the products before, go there, spend some time and order one from Russell because they are awesome. They look great in the garage. They look great in the, I've got mine in my living room. So uh, they look fantastic everywhere. Thank you, Russell, again, for being so generous with your time today and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and with the Cars Yow listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!